Welcome to No Rewind with Larry Betag. The next chapter of your life begins today, and you're playing the hero. Whether you're on track and ready to cross the finish line or need a complete overhaul, you've come to the right place. Join Larry as he walks alongside you in the next chapter of your life. We'll take a deep look under the hood to see how you can take the right steps to go from good to great. Victories aren't easy, but regret can be costly. Welcome to No Rewind. You've only got one shot. This is Larry Betag at No Rewind, and I'm with my friend Julie Perilli here, and we have had a very, um, I'm going to say, I don't know, a very expository um, uh, look into your life and, and, and the different things that people come into. And she's giving me this weird look. Um, and <clears throat> so a, a horrible tragedy that happened that she processed through. And just when I think that things are going to go ahead and settle out for your life, you come around the corner and we get reintroduced to each other. <clears throat> because I heard someone told me that you had an issue um, a medical issue that, that got delivered to you and, and you said it. your words not mine but it's probably as a direct uh, proximate cause of having this whole thing it's from the stress of everything yeah. you've been through that's so, what i think yeah yeah so tell me tell me about uh, about that when did that start uh well so um beginning of 2020 I was diagnosed with breast cancer, um, just, you know, kind of a, a normal checkup, went in, felt a lump, she didn't like it, got an ultrasound, didn't like the way it looked, did, did your biopsy, and um, <coughs> yeah, it was breast cancer, it's called, it's, a, it's called triple positive, so it's a little bit of a rarer one. Um, for, for a younger person, it's more common to get this kind of cancer, breast cancer. Um, and then there's a triple negative, which is has less, doesn't have as good of a prognosis. But the triple positive, it's not a great one to have. It's a lot of treatments, a long one. I knew that going into this. Um, but it has treatments. So once I found out about that, I was, you know, pretty scared shitless, to say the least. Um, and I, yeah, I mean, I directly related it to the all of the stuff that I had been through beforehand. I mean, it, it changed me physically, hormonally. Like I said, I had been in and out kind of female doctor type stuff because of it. Um, and then I got that. <laughs> well, you know what's <clears throat> I love your spirit, and I, I think that um, I love you just because we get along so damn well. And um, it, 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 in many ways, going through this whole cycle with you has just really kind of removed any kind of barriers as far as yeah. communication and trust, yeah, you know, with that's each so other. True. And um, you but, started it. Well, I, I, <laughs> so but but before I get to that, I guess my question for you is. Um, with regards to, well, well, most people will say that the cortisol and the stress in cortisol causes so many bad things health-wise. 
And so I got to believe that probably, if the two are related, it's probably because of going through all the stress that you've gone through for all those years. Yeah. Oh, no, I think so. I read, um, and a doctor told me that the typical time period from a tragic traumatic event and a health issue, like a serious health issue, is 18 months to two years. Hmm. And so that was right about that time for me. That's just bizarre. Well, you know what's weird is um, my <clears throat> my sister, Linda, um, she has a, a daughter who's a nurse downtown. Um, it, I, I forgot where. And I think she works in the PICU. But um, when she was a little girl, she had leukemia. And um, the stress on them was through the roof. And they said that um, about 85% of leukemia uh, patient parents end up getting divorced. Yeah. Um, and again, they way back then, they knew they loved each other. They wanted this and that. And um, But I think that you, you, maybe because the kids are younger, maybe the marriage is younger, it's not on that solid footing, perhaps. And um, you, you're still trying to figure out the marriage and you got this thrust in the middle of it and mm-hmm. this, this stress. And going back to you and Kobe, at least you guys had that uh, heartfelt love. My, my um, These two love each other and you know, they didn't burn the house down, and they could have. And yeah. I think you could have burned the house down, but you had this, and, and, mm-hmm. and you, I say affectionately, you, you, you fought your way through it. Yeah. And, um, but irrespectively, this comes in. And so how do I reach out to you? I, I honestly, you know what? It's funny because you remember stuff. You said, you remember this letter I sent you in the prior episode um, when you talked about the loss of your daughter. I honestly never thought about it since then until you brought this up. <laughs> But, well, I just saw that letter again when I was packing, so I was funny. like, oh. How funny. It was, really, it was really heartfelt and meaningful. It meant a lot to me at that time. Huh. Because you kind of touched on the things that were important as a mom, like you did a good job. Wow. You, your daughter won't be forgotten, blah, blah, blah. Those are all, those are all the things I say to people now, hmm. too, because hmm. it's exactly what you want to know. You know, I heard <clears throat> someone this past week, um, and this sounds really stupid, um, but I love this. And I think that when I become that old man, I'm not too far away. <laughs> become? But, <laughs> wow. This is going to go south quick. Um, but th- this older guy says that he, uh, someone told me that this guy, every time he's in a diner, anytime he sees a kid, he goes up kid and he sells every kid. He goes, he, he always waits for the parent. And he says, hey, you know, I got a, I got a secret skill. And I'm like, what is that? He goes, well, and he leans up to the kid. He goes, you know, I know how to pick out a winner. And um, so the kid, his eyes grow kind of big. He goes, let me look at you. And so he says, stand up, turn around, this and that. And he looks him up, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, up and down, mm-hmm. And he's like, finally, he goes, you know what? I've never been wrong. I just know 100% for sure you're a winner. Aww. And um, he said that it melts the... the, 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 the um, parent's heart but he says he doesn't do that but he said because someone did something to him and he said you know some of these kids have never heard from their parent from their sibling from anybody that they're a winner and you could be the one pouring into somebody for Mm -hmm. that i'm thinking myself right now if i did that i'd probably think i'm a perv but a few years down the road, <laughs> I'll wait till the perv years go. I never want to forget that. I think that's pretty awesome, you know. When you're just an innocent old old man. When I pull my yeah. teeth out, and, you know, whatever. I, my gray beard. Um, so how did I? How did I? Uh, 
how do I even know? How do how do I reach out to you? I reached out to you because we had we had been we had been getting together every beginning of the year. And you always, always at the beginning of the year, since Callie had died, you were like, come on, let's get together and go to lunch or whatever. And we'd go to, where are we going for tacos? I'm like, all right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so we had just gone for tacos in January and had a nice, you know, little meetup. And as usual, it was was great to see you and great to hear from you. And then it wasn't but a few weeks later. You texted me. Yeah, and then so I'm like... I mean, I just knew that I was going to need as much strength and help and support mm-hmm. as I could get, and I was scared shitless. <laughs> well, this is one of my favorite parts that I get to talk. This is great. So, I do remember me texting you, and I remember saying that um, I got something for you. Yeah. And um, you responded and said, what is it? And I just remember saying... Because you and I had another conversation at one point, but I'm like, uh, uh-uh. I said, we're meeting face-to-face for this. Yeah. And, um, but uh, it was a God thing. And uh, again, and just so you know, and so the audience knows, I'm not a guy who preaches or, or shoves stuff down people's throats. And um, I'm very passionate about elements that I know will work. But one thing I know is that um, I, 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 I come across probably even this pod- podcast for a lot of people that are here this probably weird to believe that God actually wants you well. And um, mm-hmm. it, it, I'm sheep of saying this because there's a lot of people have said, but, but, but. Well, there's a million buts. And um, you either put your hope in something and belief in something. But anyways, um, my, my point being is with you, I, I knew from a prior conversation that you and I had where you said... That I had my middle finger up to, to God. You had your... <laughs> and you said... What did you tell me? I don't remember. Well, you and I talked to talk to you about the God one thing, and you're like, yeah, yeah, I, I, I'll be a, maybe in your next book, but I don't want to. If it's with the God stuff, I don't want anything to do with that. <laughs> Remember that? That was Taco Tuesday. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's why we kind of got together because you wanted me to be in that. Book. Well, I want to ask you about it. Yeah, you wanted to ask me about mm-hmm. it. And you said I, you had a story to tell. I had no idea yeah. you having a second story to right. tell. Right, right. Me either. And after this, we're not getting together again because there will not be a third. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, so anyways, we go down and we meet at Cava Diem, downtown St. Charles. Well, you told me. Okay, well, wait back. Go ahead. Yeah, you, 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 you set the record straight. So I, I, I had, oh, I, can't, I can't remember if I'm a little out of order here. I think I'm a little out of order, but what I remember is you're, you said, don't do anything, you're going to be fine, and I have something for you, and, and, but we have to meet in person. And, and I was just like, okay, what does he have? Some new vitamins, some new drink. I don't know what you were going to pull out of your sleeve. Your eyes on something new. Yeah, I got a new something. So I'm like, all right, whatever, I'll, I'll meet with him. And it was in between the time that we met, and you wanted to meet right away, because I think we met on like a Saturday we or Saturday Sunday. Morning. Yeah, because mm-hmm. you were like, no, I don't want to wait till next week. You, you need to come and meet me now. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I had a doctor's appointment between that time that you had texted mm. me, and I was, it, it was the type of breast cancer it was. 
And so I um, had gone, I had gotten the, the biopsy, the test, I had gone and waited in, in the parking lot of a forest preserve while I was waiting for her to call me back to tell me the news. Her being the doctor? The doctor, okay. yeah, sorry. <clears throat> and so I'm waiting in this forest preserve, and I did break down, and I and I kind of was, was crying, and I was alone, and I prayed. And I hadn't prayed in, a, in years, literally years. And I just prayed, and I said, you know, God, just show me. If, if you're even out there, like, just show me what I need to do. Just show me. And then the very next day, you and I met, and that's exactly what you had to say to me. Hmm. And so that's why, I mean, hmm. if you remember, I was just shaking my head hmm. the whole time you were sitting across hmm. from me sharing that with me. So what I'm going to say to the listeners is uh, what, what I said isn't about me. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's about really that God wants his people well, and he does. And... I don't have explanations as far as why some people get well and some people don't, but I can tell you that I know 100% for a fact and the, that they want that he wants you well. I remember grabbing your hand and saying, we're going to say a prayer. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I, we, we said a prayer. And I remember after we are done with the prayer, you said how grateful you were, but the, the thing that you said, which I, I, I totally adhere to, is you're like, um, I love that you say that God wants me well. If I hear one more person say, well, if it's God's will, mm-hmm. I hate that bullshit. And you hate that bullshit. Yeah. You know, what's God's will? What is God's will? Well, should I work here? Should I work somewhere else? Should I, you know, decision stuff. But the things that are clear in the Bible, again, this is kind of a Bible. I guess it's become the Bible episode. But there's things that I think are crystal clear. And, and the problem, I think, of what a lot of people is they never get from your head to your heart. And so I shared with that with you and, and then a podcast with a Barry Bennett. Mm-hmm. Uh, Barry Bennett was, I thought, the, I think his best podcast in the world. Yep. Um, about healing. And he gave me a book. I gave you a book too, did mm-hmm. I? Okay. Mm-hmm. And, um, but, but then the, the really everything kind of took off from there. But I think... Um, well, it, you were extremely, you were calm. <laughs> you were focused. Which, if anybody knows Larry, he's not focused or <laughs> calm. No. Um, <laughs> You're right. But you, you seriously were. You were very calm and focused, and you looked at me, and you just you you were confident. You imparted the confidence of God, and it just penetrated my heart. Honestly, it was the first thing. Plus the you know. The coincidence, air quotes, coincidence well, I, that I prayed and that happened. And do you remember that was when you told me about the oncologist, that same meeting? Um, we'll get to that in a second. I forgot about that. I'm so raptured up here. And that, that's such a critical thing, too. But yeah. you know what? You, you, you blew me away when you said about you praying the day before because I wasn't aware of that. Or if you had, I No, I didn't tell that. you. I didn't tell you because I was like, no, Way. Yeah, I know. I know you can say that. I, I swear, and you know that I swear. Um, I was but, just. I mean, even when you were bringing, because I had, I never in a million years thought that's what you're gonna. I literally thought that you were gonna say there's a new pill because your family's in medicine. medicine yeah, I, in medicine. I just had no, I had no inkling that you would have ever said that to me. Not, not that mm-hmm. you wouldn't have said it eventually to right. me. 
but I had no idea that this was the big news. You had to tell me and I had to come. I had to meet with you and this was going to change my life, change everything, and I was going to be fine. I'm like, all right. Well, you know what's weird for me hearing this? This is a God thing for me. <clears throat> it's weird because if you think about how God works, not only are you praying this thing, <laughs> but in the meantime, he's moving me for God. What God knows what reason yeah. to call you and saying we got to, you know, I'm thinking it's me. I think it's my idea. Yeah. But obviously that idea got placed somewhere the day before for me it's, to call you and say, yeah. we're not waiting. It's crazy. We're meeting tomorrow. Blah, blah, blah. That's crazy. And then the oncologist story. This is the best part. Yeah. So the doctor I went to. Wait, wait. Time out. Okay. Everyone who's listening, you have to understand, uh, Julie's not this like freaky God, Jesus freak kind of person, and, and nor am I. No, I literally had my middle finger up to God for the last many years. Yeah. I it, mean, wanted nothing to do with it. Right, right. And I'm not a guy, you've never known me to, I get passionate, you're passionate, but I, I never shove crap down your throat as far as my God stuff. No, 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 yeah. no. And so, um, but I, I just know my one thing is that, that God wants you well. And I, I, I spent, in a different podcast, I spent a whole year of my life suicidally depressed and, and I had no friends. So I, I read the Bible the whole year and I, I motherfucked God 24 seven. I hated him and he kept patting me in the head. You're stupid, but I love you. <laughs> and, uh, so I started learning a lot. And so anyways, all these years later, God only knows it's something where it can be put to use. And so we're here and I'm sharing with you because God prearranged me calling you because you're damn prayer. Yeah. And then I'm here and then the oncologist story. Yeah, so the doctor I went to, which was a doctor in Aurora, not affiliated with the hospital I ended up getting everything done through in Geneva, um, referred me to an oncologist that's out of her network. So it has nothing to do with her hospital. And she said, you need to go to this guy because he's the best and he's going to take care of you. Um, you know, we, we worship. It's Dr. P. Yeah, Dr. P. Um, we, we worship him is what she said. And I was like, all right, all right. She's like, you're going to need to call him cause you're going to, you need an oncologist first now. It's not just surgery. It's not just pills. You, you're going to have to go through a whole, you know, shitload of stuff. I'm like, okay. So then when I met with you, you were like, I have a guy, a friend that you have to talk to. And you told me his whole story. I don't know if... if I've never shared this story, but can I share a one minute on it? Two minutes? Share whatever you want. I don't so, I ran into Dr. P uh, this past Sunday, and he said, call me. I'm ready. He's going to hop out here. And I think that we can get the three of us together, but he has to do the same cycle, you know, yeah. where you have your nervousness, he does too. <laughs> and um, so Dr. P and I, um, he's an oncologist, long story short. He and I know each other really well. I coach his kids. And um, anyways, long story short, he comes down with cancer. But as an oncologist, when he comes down with cancer, he comes down with lung cancer. And as he tells me later on, that if you're a non-smoker with lung cancer, it's 99.9% .9 terminal. So I want, that's another whole thing for another whole day. But anyways, long story short, I told him that you're the smartest guy in any room, but I'm smarter with you with the God stuff. And let me tell you, I know what God wants. And if you listen to me... Um, and he was on that six-week edge of whether yeah. he should cash in the chips right, or, or, or fight. And he finally did. And now, I keep thinking well, it's so freaking cool because now he's back you know, at the hospital and dealing with the same people who had the same stuff that he does. But yeah. he's kind of filled up with some good stuff. So 
Well, and you told me that whole story. You told me the whole story in depth, all the details. You said that he was on his couch for six weeks or whatever, wouldn't return calls, wouldn't. And I had already been on that edge. Like, I had already been like, all right, how am I going to go out? Like, I'm not going out this way. So I had already thought about all the ways that I was going to, Mm -hmm. you know, leave this world Mm -hmm. on my own hand. Um, And, you know, just the fear and not wanting to deal with anybody or talk to anybody. I mean, it's, it's a real thing. So you had already, t- so you had told me about that. I'm like, all right, I get it. I get it. Here's somebody else. And then you're like, you, this is the guy you need to call. Dr. P. You got to call Dr. P. Dr. P. And I'm like, no shit. <laughs> and so you said no you, shit because. Because you and that other doctor had told me to call the same person within a day. I mean, this all happened within one day. Yeah. Within one day. It was like Friday I had gone to the doctor, learned all this, did all this, and then met with you Saturday. Prayed and then met with you Saturday. It happened like that. Mm-hmm. And so I was just like, okay, this is <laughs> this is crazy. Like, yeah. this is crazy. But there's something weirdly... I felt like it was just weirdly... <laughs> I mean, I get excited even thinking about it because it really just changed the dynamic for me and how I, I thought about things. And and thankfully, still right now. Yeah, what's really cool about that thing is I remember calling him up afterwards. I said, dude, um, um, you know, he, he, he knows. And I'm saying that's not bragging on me. Um, but he loves me back. And uh, he... Uh, <laughs> Uh, I, I I felt like the mafia, the Godfather. You might never know when I'm going to need a favor, but when I'm going to call one. And so, anyways, Abel helped him through his success in beating this terminal cancer. Yeah. And there was a day I needed a favor, and I said, "Hey, I got my friend Julie. I want Julie to get with you." And he's like, "Say no more." And um, wow, it, it, it's a weird thing how all three of us. I mean, it's not only is it weird that the three of us got put together, but he had. I mean, Dr. P went through stuff, um, you know, before and had to have like a year ahead of the whole cycle going through this whole journey before even you. Right. So he almost like, God almost like sent him a year ahead of you to be prepared to know what you're going to be going through. Yeah. Well, right, right. And, you know, little did I know too that my two best friends, the Jennies, I call them, Um, One I've known since fourth grade, one I've known since I was uh, 15. Um, They had been praying for me and had my one Jenny friend had her whole church praying for me since Callie died. And so ever since our initial conversation and when I started praying about it and then I started reading the things you gave me and I started listening to the podcasts and I was so scared I'll never forget because you gave me the book and I peeked at the book and I was like, I can't, I don't want to read this because it always freaked me out. All of the, the details and the, you know, one book says this and one person, blah, blah, blah. And the, and I brought that up to you and you just said, stop looking at it like that. Just stop thinking about it that way. Don't look at it that way. God wants you well, the end, just go with that. And I was like, you know what? Right. Why do I have to overthink it? Why do I have Fuck to it, freak I'm saying that. Why do I have to, you know, figure it all out? I don't have to have anything figured out. I don't even know if there is anything to figure out. And so I just started reading. I started praying about it. And you 
sent me messages. Um, I mean, I don't know how often daily called me at least once a week. Mm-hmm. Um, and so all of these things started to happen and there was way more than just what happened with us. There was all kinds of interventions that I believe really that God did intervene in my life. And I think it was a combination of just everybody, you know, praying for me and and wanting that for me. And I just had that, I had a hole in my heart that only, I think only God can Mm -hmm. fill, honestly. And so when Kobe and I went to that first appointment with Dr. P, I mean, he was even crying because he t- he talked to us spiritually mm-hmm. like he talked to us spiritually we're in a doctor's office mm-hmm. you know how cool that is yeah i'm like ready to cry honestly I, and he sat there and he's like listen you know you don't i, I don't even remember what he said but he mm-hmm. said listen god same thing god wants you well god wants you healed God wants us all to live a long happy life and he he I remember him saying I think the church has done a disservice in constantly talking about suffering and mm-hmm. you know negative things mm-hmm. and he's like that's not how it needs to be and it was mm-hmm. just like yes this is this is what I need to hear mm-hmm. this is what's going to bring me Mm-hmm. back and even Kobe was he's like we're mm-hmm. going to fix you up you know we're going to mm-hmm. we're going to do this together and you just remember that that God, God's with you mm. and, and never has wavered from that. Mm. I mean, this for, and I've seen him, I mean, my whole treatment took 14 and a half months. Mm-hmm. This wasn't some three month gig. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, not to put that lightly, but this was a long mm-hmm. fucking time. Yeah, this is a long fucking time. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, I, 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 I think the people that, that it, it, we can jump off maybe a lot of cliffs here right now, but then I think about people, honestly, that bitch and whine about their lot in life. And I'm thinking to myself, people think that stuff... I can't uh, even. Expected, <laughs> I know, people think that stuff's like supposed to be given to them. Yeah. And everyone is given something, and they're given the DNA and talents that they were given. I, I was telling someone in a podcast this morning, I was on a podcast, and I said, um, you know, I'm, I'm not going to... Uh, I think I'm a humble guy, I honestly do. But I'm going to tell you... I'm great at certain things, and that's not arrogant. I, I'm the the things I'm great at. I'm awesome at the things I suck at. There's no one worse than me. So I spend my time living in utilizing the stuff that I'm good at. That kind of fills my heart because I'm kind of using the tools that God gave me yeah. to do whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think at the end of the day, when people want to bitch and complain, well, guess what? God gave people. Some people are black. Some people are brown. Some people are yellow. Some people are white. Some people whatever by design. And then I think with you, you didn't dial up either of these two things, and you had choices. And both of those, the first one, on the last episode, is a tragic choice. I mean, there, there wasn't, you had to respond, no matter what. This one, you could have curled up and died. Mm-hmm. Um, you didn't. And um, I think that you're probably, my guess is just from seeing, I mean, I, I will say this publicly, I, I have such a love for you. And, um, you know, your, your heart and, and there was a hard-ass edge to you um, from elements in, in years gone by. And honestly, there's probably things with myself you probably couldn't have trusted back then. And I think that, um, you know, God just keeps taking the, 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 the fucking blowtorch and burn the shit out. And yeah. um, I, I think I've been given probably one of the greatest gifts that a guy could have in, in having a friend like you. But I think um, you have to go through some of this stuff. And... Um, 
Well, I think if you let if you let that happen for yourself, if you open, if you come at things with an open heart, you know, and and you're willing to let yourself be carried by other people, which maybe this is just my struggle, <laughs> you know, I'm speaking from my own perspective because I don't do that and I never have done that and I find it kind of like a badge of honor to be this tough person that has dealt with everything and don't need anybody and it's just none of that is 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 accurate actually it's a weakness it's not a strength and as and actually you're you're more divorced from people and you're more lonely I think because if you're tough you don't need people and if you don't need people you're not as intimate as you could be yeah very true and if you feel like you are always the person that has to carry everybody else or take care of everything um you know you're not you're not open for the gifts that other people can bring to your life because you're always trying to be that person so mm-hmm. it's it's a little bit of an arrogant thing too i think i think so too now and looking back but i mean i fortunately had a lot of people who kind of came out of the woodwork and and helped me through this and gave me a ton of of encouragement and it was the most unlikely of people like mm-hmm. you i mean i've told mm-hmm. you a hundred times mm-hmm. you know you had well, that message for me and that's great well i mean i, I think in the way i, I in the way end of the day if i go back had i not gone through my stuff um you know back then i wouldn't pay attention to maybe other mm-hmm. people going through stuff mm-hmm. and uh, i remember hearing this this preacher that you and i both know um and he said this, and I said this on the podcast earlier today, that he said that the, some of the, the people who are depressed are some of the most selfish people that walk the face of the earth. And I will tell you that there is a clinical depression that uh, genetically caused. So I'm going to take those people out of the equation. Mm-hmm. But I can tell you that one year when I sat in my depression, guess what? Guess who the world revolved around that mm-hmm. entire year? It was Larry Betag. Yeah. And, and, and that's a bullshit place to be. And I'm happiest because I nag you, nag you, nag you to get your ass over here. And, um, you know, you're sharing your message with other people. I'm happy because, um, honestly, there's a law of multiplicity. And I think that you're going to go ahead and multiply things um, because of your experiences and your growth. I hope so. You will. You keep saying that you will. Um, you're, 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 you're just starting. So um, let me just wrap things up with you here. Uh, tell me, and I'm going to have a little fun, quick game with you that I do for all our guests. But um, <laughs> if you were, um, if you were to tell anyone that's gone through the stuff that you've gone through, pick either one. You can take Cali or going through this cancer. What would you say to a mom who's gone through either one? What would you, you know, you you you're, you're a big sister for one moment. Um, I understand it's a journey. But you, you got someone that's very desperate, and honestly, you got a desperate listener right now um, that's looking for something from you. What would you tell them? I would tell them the same thing for both situations, I think, which would be to come at the situation with an open heart and don't let yourself get bitter and resentful um, and pray. Even if you don't believe in God, <laughs> you even if you don't believe in God, just pray and see what happens. And but but come at it with a with an open heart and a and a earnest vulnerability 
a vulnerable heart, you know, truly just let yourself be open and see what happens and let people in. That's great. Those are good words. You've been through a lot. I want to, I, I know I will never go ahead and do that. I did that with Lena with you, but um, oh my gosh. I'll never do that again. But I do want to say, let me say this. Um, you, I'm older, I'm wiser too. Um, so, um, but I want to say that you are, um, you're encouraging to me and my heart's full. Um, so thank you for that. So well, thank you. Let's play one last fun game here. This will be really quick. Okay. I do this with everybody. Okay. You're going to die tonight. What's your last meal? Oh my gosh. My last meal, uh, tacos. Tacos? Okay. Um, from any place are you making them? Probably from Taco Madre. Okay. Yeah, that's great. What kind? Um, I would probably do what I do when I go to Taco Madre and order like five or six different tacos. Even if I don't eat each one of them, I take one bite. Just a bite. Just a just bite. <laughs> okay. Um, a drink? A drink. Um, Ovaltine. Okay. All right. And then um, if you were going to a bucket list place that you've never been to, what's that? Thailand. Why? I would, I would, I would want to go to Thailand and do a little Muay Thai training in a real Thai gym. Very cool. Mm-hmm. I like the why behind that. Yep. Okay, bucket list place that you've been to, you can't wait to go back to. Montana. And are you having any trips planned? <laughs> Uh, we're moving there. Yeah, good for you. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be a, a bittersweet moment for many of us. Um, but um, I'm happy for you to go on out there. It's Yeah. I've seen pictures and it looks just awesome. Yeah. And I've, I've been there, but not for a long, long time. Oh, it's, 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 it's gorgeous. It's, I just feel like we need a new scene. Well, I'll be back all the time because my business is still here. You can always change businesses. Um <laughs> That's my to get rid of your competition. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Okay, um, last two things. Okay, um, if you could have dinner with any living human being that you've never met, who would it be? Jordan Peterson. Which is who? He is, um, man, check him out. Um, if you want to talk about God and a great man, a great human being, he's an intellectual, he's a... He's a psychology um, professor in Canada, um, and it just just Google him. He's okay. he, listen to anything Good. he says. Okay. He's, he's changed my life. Great. Last one. If you can meet anybody in the history of the world that's not alive, other than Jesus, because I'm going to go with that as probably the de facto, but a historical figure, have dinner. Who would that be? Oh my gosh. Um. Hmm. Maybe, um, maybe, you know who I'd want to have at this point in time in my life? It'd be probably Viktor Frankl. Yeah, what a great yeah. man search for meaning. Yeah. I'm halfway through the reread right now. Oh, it's awesome. It's the best. It is a great book. If you want to... <laughs> you, you, you want to put things in perspective. Yeah, you, just yeah. read that book. Anytime you're starting to feel bad, just pick up that book, mm-hmm. read it, or read the Gulag Archipelago. Read that book. Never, I've heard of it. I don't know anything about it. Yeah, no. Okay. Read those two books. You'll be set straight. All right, one last one just because it's you. Um, <laughs> if you're going to die of a junk food overload, what would your junk food be? <laughs> if you're going to go and you're like, screw all my money time, <laughs> screw all this, everything I've done, your last meal, you're going down hard. Um, 
French fries and burgers and wow. shakes and malt. Malt and No, best. French fries, a burger, and a chocolate malt. Malt, yeah. Extra malt. Extra malt. I see easy Done. chocolate, extra malt. Yes. There it. you go. Julie, thank you so much for coming today. Really Thanks, grateful. Larry. Yeah, this was fun. It was yeah. fun. Well, hey, this is Larry Betag, a shameless self-promotion as always. Um, thank you, Cherry Creek Mortgage, for um, sponsoring this today. Um, if you want to reach me, you can reach out to me at B-E-T-T-A-G at Comcast.net. And if you want have any questions for Julie, too, I'd be happy to get you connected. Thanks again, and we'll look forward to seeing you in the next episode of No Rewind. Thinking about buying a new home or refinancing your existing one? With interest rates this low, what are you waiting for? Today's historically low rates means now is a great time to take the next step. Talk to Larry Betag from Cherry Creek Mortgage. Larry is a great resource to answer all your home financing questions. Call Larry at 630-524-9677 or visit www.cherrycreekmortgage.com forward slash Larry Betag. Larry Betag, NMLS number 158606. Cherry Creek Mortgage Company, Inc., NMLS number 3001. An equal housing opportunity lender. Not everyone will qualify for products offered. Thank you for joining Larry Betag at No Rewind. Be sure to repost this podcast or share it with a friend. If you'd like to contact Larry directly, you can email him at betag at comcast.net. Or you can call him at 630-417-7172. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you on the next episode of No Rewind.